Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back or welcome. My name is Alicia Renice and I'm so happy that you are here. Good morning. Today we're a little bit early, so if nobody comes, that's also okay. Um, but I wanted to talk about heartbreak. Um, I have experienced my own heartbreak over the past month or so. I've been mourning um, the loss and the losing of my aunt. Um, we just buried her this weekend. But all throughout my life, I've also experienced a lot of heartbreak. Um, I've had my heart broken in many ways by multiple people, whether that be romantic or just like friendship or even with family. Um, and from that heartbreak, I've learned a few things. I have realized a few things and I wanna share some love notes with you. Well, you can't really see it, but it says love notes. <laughs> love notes for the brokenhearted. Um, and I wanna talk about things that I've learned throughout my own heartbreak, I'm healing from my own heartbreak, and hopefully you can apply this to your life. And I'm gonna also share some affirmations and reflections and something that you can use during meditation um, if you want to. So welcome, happy that you're here. I hope that you're having a wonderful day. Hi, Jamile, thank you. Okay, awesome, sound great. That's what I'm worried about, so thank you, <laughs> thank you. Hi, Akila J, good morning. Hi, Mara, good morning, good morning, good morning. Okay, so have these little note cards, I'm gonna read them. So number one, number one, your pain is valid. Your pain is valid. Don't rush your pain away with logic and reasoning. You feel how you feel. You are hurt. Your feelings are real. Honor them, honor and befriend yourself and see yourself. And the reason why I say this is because there's like always this conversation about logic versus emotion and how those are opposite each other. I don't agree that they're opposite. I think that they work together. And sometimes we can try to reason our way out of heartbreak. I shouldn't feel this thing. Why am I so sad? This doesn't make any sense. I should be over this, right? Like I should be through this already. Why, why did I allow this to you know, take so much space in my life, in my mind and in my heart? But the truth is, is that you are hurt <laughs> and your feelings are real, your feelings are valid. And again, logic is not the absence of emotion. It's not. Logic is not the absence of emotion. And also there's a such thing as like emotional intelligence, all that different stuff. So I know that here, especially in the States and in the West, emotion is looked at as feminine and also emotion is looked at as weak. Like somehow if you are emotional, if you're experiencing emotions, if you're expressing emotions, then you're weak or that you're somehow unhealed in some sort of way. But that's not the truth. Everyone has emotions. Every single human being on the planet has emotions. And we all deserve to have our emotions seen, felt, heard, right? And to be honored. And I think of my emotions as like friends. <laughs> my emotions, I, I, person I, I um, personify them. Like I, I see them as people, you know? I don't know if y'all have seen that like Disney movie called Inside Out, where they talk about the emotions. There's like anger, fear, sadness, and joy. I'm sure there's other stuff there too. But I personify my emotions. And so just like my friends, if they were to come to me with their emotions, I'm not gonna say to them, oh, you're not valid. How you, what you feel is not real. You're imagining this stuff, right? Like all this different stuff. No, like my, my feelings love me. My, my feelings, my emotions are valid. My feelings and emotions are like an alarm system going off, right? So like if there's smoke, your smoke alarm is gonna go off, hopefully. <laughs> charge, your, charge your batteries, okay? Your smoke alarm goes off. Um, our emotions do the same thing. When we feel that pain, when we feel that questioning, that lingering feeling that we can't really put our finger on, but we know something is off, listen to that. Those things are valid. Your emotions are a gift. And so instead of trying to like wash them away and reason them away, listen to them. Take time, 
Why do I feel this way? Feelings, what are you trying to explain to me? What are you trying to show me? Um, for my hurt, right? Like if I experience, again, the morning that I feel, the sadness that I feel when we buried my aunt on Monday, um, the sadness I feel there, right? It's, it's valid and the sadness is telling me I loved her. I'm gonna miss her, right? I'm also mourning the connection that she had to the generation that no longer is in my family. She was the matriarch, right? The last link to my elders who are no longer with us. And so I'm mourning those things as well. And so all of my emotions are telling me something valid and something important, but it's up to me to validate those things. And so maybe you need to look at your emotions as a person, right? Maybe you need to say, okay, anger, you're here. Sadness, you're here. Longing, you're here. Mourning, you're here. What are you trying to tell me? What do you need right now? What do I need? What are you trying to tell me that I need? When I'm mourning, I need to cry. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm angry, I need to vent. I need to get it out. Um, I need to, sometimes when I'm angry, I need to run to get the energy out of me, <laughs> you know, so that I can, I can regulate myself, but also like treat myself well. Um, and so asking your emotions, okay, sadness, we're here, we're heavy, right? What are you trying to say to me? How can I better honor you and how can I use you to honor myself, to honor my needs? So that's the first thing I wanna to say to you. Your pain is valid. Not that you need my validation or anybody's validation. You feel how you feel. It's valid and it's important and it's sacred. It's sacred. So yes, hi lovely day one. Day one, one day. Hello, hello. Hi Sean Burns. Good morning, good morning. Um, the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack helps with heartbreak. Yes, I agree, <laughs> I agree. It's an amazing soundtrack by the way, yes. Akila J says, I always feel so affirmed in here. Thank you for creating the space. Thank you for being here and co-creating the space with me. Thank you for being here. Yes. Hi, lovely lady. Good morning. Lovely lady, lovely day one day says, my feelings love me. Yes, your feelings love you. Your feelings are a gift. Your feelings are trying to communicate things to you, trying to heal you, trying to help you live a more uh, vibrant and full life. And we'll get to that in a second too. So yes. Hi, sincerely, Latasha. I'm happy that you're here. Um, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you for your condolences. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yes, just feeling free to express is so empowering. It is. It is. And just think about like when your friend sees you or your loved one or a family member, when someone affirms you in your feelings, right? Like, I'm angry. <laughs> you know, like sometimes we just want to hear that's understandable. I'd be angry too. I'm angry for you. Sometimes we just want to be seen. And I think that sometimes when we're pushing our emotions down, right? Like, we're suppressing our emotions. Our emotions a lot of times just wanna be seen. And sometimes when we see our emotions, we sit with it for a second, we allow it to give, it, give us what we need, right? And then we move forward. You know, but if, you're, if you keep suppressing your emotions, you'll never heal. And we'll get to that in a second as well. So yes, yes. Hi, Darlene Stewart. Hello, good morning, good morning. All right, number two. Lean into your pain to heal. We try our very best to avoid pain with positivity and pretending. Don't rush your pain away. That is why that that is the way to healing. Leaning into your pain is the way to healing. When we mask our pain, it festers and spoils and infects. And it infects not just us, but also other people. But when you expose it, when you clean it, it heals well. So keep talking. Don't stop talking. Keep talking. I don't care if it's been five years. I don't care if it's been five months. I don't care if it's been five decades. If you need to talk about your pain, if you need to keep revealing it, keep talking, keep talking. Your pain is not an inconvenience. Your pain is important. Your pain is powerful, right? And so we do this thing. I know I've done this, especially like with other 
groups of people that I hang out, hung out with. I don't hang out with them anymore. But I was around a lot of friends who I didn't feel safe around. I, would, I didn't feel safe enough to express all of myself. I had to be happy Alicia or serving Alicia or talented Alicia. But there was no room for me to be a whole human being, right? I wasn't allowed to really express my pain and sorrow because a lot of time the pain that I expressed was at the hands of the people that I was in a relationship with, right? And I'm talking like friendship, not just romantic. So of course I didn't want to hear it because who wants to be held accountable for what they've done? Who wants to be criticized, using air quotes, criticized, right? But confrontation is healthy. And so sometimes we have to confront our pain. Sometimes we cannot just run from our pain or push it down or rush it away. We have to feel it and feel it intensely. Um, I think about I think about this example all the time. My cousin Trevina told me a story one time where she went skiing. I think skiing. I think it was skiing. But either way, she did something on the slopes and she broke her ankle. And she tells me the story about how she went into the ER and in order for the ankle to heal correctly, they had to reset it. So it was broken and you know, in the ankle there are a lot of bones, you know? So they had to numb the pain first and then put her ankle back into place. And so hearing about that is just like, oh my gosh, like that sounds so intense, it sounds so painful. And so if, if she did not have, you know, uh, numbing things, right? Why can't I think of words? Numbing things, if she didn't have that, um, anesthesia or anything like that, then she would be overwhelmed by pain. But she had to go through the pain in order to set the ankle correctly so that it could heal correctly. Because if you don't, you'll be walking with a limp your whole life. Other problems can arise when our injuries go ignored. Even with like breaking bones, you can have a bone, you know, spur or something and like it can float in your bloodstream. There's a lot of stuff that can happen with the body, right? And so the same is with our emotions, with our pain and our heartbreak. When we don't, uh, when we don't see our heartbreak and pain, it poisons us. Like we talked about with anger, right? Anger is not bad. Anger is just an emotion. It's human. But when we don't see that anger, when we push it down, it makes us sick. The same with heartbreak. Literally, literally heartbreak causes pain in the body we know what it feels like the fact that we can name heartbreak we know that it's not just in our minds and in our hearts we feel it in our bodies we feel that heaviness that that cloudiness that comes over us we feel the distracted right the, the distracted feeling we feel the pain in our heart like that deep like oof, like you know like that it, it when it takes the lung it takes the air out of your lungs like heartbreak heartbreak and the body are connected and so in order for us to heal wholly, right, in order for, for us to heal completely, we have to keep talking. Lean into the pain. Don't run from it. It's not comfortable. It's not fun, right? It's not something that we want to experience, but going through it is the only way to healing. And that takes me back to elementary school. Um, I don't know many of, if many of you had this um, experience, but there was a song that we used to sing, like the bear hunt. We're going on a bear hunt to see what we can find, right? And so we would come across all these obstacles in this story, like, you know, the grass or the water or a cave or something, right? And it's like, you can't go under it. You can't go over it. You can't go around it. You must go through it, right? And so we would walk through the grass and make the sound, walking through the grass, <laughs> right? But it's the same thing with our lives. A lot of us try to avoid stuff and wonder why we're not healing, wonder why we still have that lingering thing. You can sweep that stuff under the carpet all you want to, but it's still going to be there. And when we suppress our emotions, they erupt in different ways. So they not only make us sick, but whoever we come in contact with also become sick. You know what I mean? Even with the pain that I'm talking from my own experience, these are my own love notes from my own heartbreak. And I have experienced heartbreak. I could write books on the heartbreak that I've experienced, right? But I wouldn't even get here with these notes 
had I not worked through my heartbreak. And some of the heartbreak, I'm 33 now, it has taken me 10 years to get over. 10 years. And then even more than that, I'm still healing. I'm still healing. Because I also realized that my heartbreak and pain is also tied to other experiences that I've had in my life. So for example, some men, right, that I've dated, lovers I've had that have broken my heart, abandoned me, cheated on me, all this different stuff, right? Treated me like trash. Um, I realized that, yes, that situation was painful, but it was also attached to stuff with my dad. It reminded me of those experiences of waiting on the porch for my dad to come pick me up and him never showing up. Men not being men of their word, right? It reminded me of the feeling I felt you know, of, of not being important enough for my father to change his schedule or to keep his word or to sacrifice for me by just being there. You know what I mean? And so then I get into these romantic relationships and a person breaks my heart or they do something that triggers something else. So even though I'm healing from that initial heartbreak with that lover, there's also a heartbreak under here of my father. And then under that, there's a heartbreak here with God. You know what I mean? Like, because how could you, how, how why would you give me to parents who don't love me? How could you do that? How could you allow this person to cause so much harm in my life at such a young age? You know what I mean? Being honest about those things. And the only way that we can get to the root of our issues is by working through our heartbreak and our pain. And again, like I said, it's not fun. I'm not going to pretend that it's cute. Like we see, we see healing, like the healing industry has been so, has been so, uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but it's, but capitalism, capitalism right it it destroys everything healing is so cute on instagram and you know on these programs healing looks nasty and ugly sometimes when we think about a scab right we fall on our knees i know as a kid i used to fall all the time riding my bikes you know riding my bike and or running or something you fall on your knees and you hurt you hurt yourself it gets uglier before it gets better it's not cute Healing sometimes is not cute. Sometimes it's nasty, right? Sometimes it's painful, like to even talk about the thing, but also the thing underneath of the thing. You know what I mean? Healing is a lot of work. Healing takes a lot of energy. Healing is exhausting. You know what I mean? But the only way, and we take things one step at a time. We're not rushing our process, right? We're here in the moment, but we have to be honest that healing is not going to be luxurious all the time, you know? And once we acknowledge that, we can start to work through it and not judge ourselves so harshly when we feel like we're not healing anymore. So yeah, so don't stop talking about it. I don't care if people are tired of hearing about it. I don't care. Keep talking about it as long as you need to talk about it. Keep processing it in real time. Journal, talk to a friend, go to a therapist if you have access to that thing, right? I'm so blessed because the friends that I have, the friends I have now, right, that I've had since, um, at this point, middle school, (laughs) some of them, I'm able to be all of myself. I don't have to come with the, you know, the political political correctness, right? Like I don't I have to I can come as a whole person and be like, "Yo, this is still bothering me. This thing from 10 years ago, it's still bothering me." And they will listen and they will hear me. And if I need help, they will offer it, right? So we have to find safe spaces for us to heal in. But I want you to be a safe space for yourself first. So that's number 2. Lean into your pain to heal. The way to healing is not running from it or uh, avoiding it and not talking about it, pretending it's not there. The way to healing is talking about it and working through it. And the through, the middle, that's that's that parts get ugly and stick sticky sometimes. And that's also okay. And that's also beautiful. You don't have to worry about your healing being aesthetically pleasing. (laughs) Keep talking about it. So, yes. 
Hi, Southern Rose Tia D. Good morning. Good morning. And hi, Priscilla, ba Priscilla Bailey. Thank you so much for the love on Facebook. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay, I'm glad. I'm glad this is resonating with you all. Thank you for listening. Um, Southern Rose Tia D says healing as a practice has been corrupted by capitalism. Exactly. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yes. <laughs> and with that, there has been like this pressure that heal again, healing has to look a certain way. It has to be aesthetically pleasing. And if I am not healed at the end of this six week course or whatever the heck, then some somehow I'm still broken. Right. And that's not life. Life is long. Some people are still healing from things. People heal from things their entire life. Talking about my great aunt that we buried on Monday, we, we would have conversations and I would ask her about her story. And then I, I realized that she was, still, she was still healing from things even at 89 and 90 years old. Take the pressure off of yourself. Capitalism, all that good stuff, it works in like you, this, you have to do this and then this and then this, like they're steps. Sometimes they're not. And that's actually, we're getting into the next, the next um, thing I want to say. Number three, healing is not linear. This is a phrase that I have heard over and over and over again, and it works because it's true. We think that healing looks like this, right? And for people listening, right, I'm, I'm going up into the right, like a, like a graph, like this is progress. Like that's what we think progress looks like when really healing sometimes feels like regression. Sometimes healing feels like going back to square run, square one. Sometimes healing is going back to square one because the first square one you thought was square one is not square one. Right. So just like I talked about my lovers, my, my experience with romance, a lot of men that broke my heart. Right. I was broken about that thing. And I thought that I was at square one. And really, oh, square one is my dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it feels like you're running in circles. Sometimes it feels like you're sitting still. And maybe you are. Maybe you are. But that's still progress. Progress is not what we think progress is. Progress is not about accomplishments and about numbers and about improvement by the world's standards, sometimes progress is going back, going backwards to start again. If you have a shaky foundation, right, and you know that your foundation is shaky, is progress building on top of that or is progress demolishing the whole thing and starting over? For me, it's the latter. Destroying something that is not good, not healthy, not beneficial, not safe, right? Destroying that thing is progress, but it doesn't feel like progress because we have totaled everything. We have leveled everything. And so we think that we're not healing. That's not true. That's not true. You are healing because you're alive. Your body every day is healing you. Every day is renewing you. Every single day, skin cells are falling off of your body right now. Skin like cells are being regenerated. Cells throughout your body right now. You're healing in real time just because it doesn't look like it in your mind doesn't mean that it's not happening. Sometimes we don't have eyes to see what's really going on because we're in the thick of it. When you're in the thick of it, you can't see anything. Just like that bear hunt we talked about, going through like the, the reeds of the grass, like the tall grass, right? When you're in it, you can't see anything. You don't know what's going on. All you can see is green, leaves, grass, you know, maybe cattails or something. But then when you come out of that thing, you think, Oh no, you know, I'm going backwards. I'm not getting anywhere. And then you get out of that thing and you realize, oh shoot, I have come far, right? And maybe you're in the middle and you need to go backwards to, to figure out a different way, a different method to get to the other side. That's still progress. That's still progress. So this is what I said. Healing is not linear. You will have good days and bad days. Don't judge your feelings. It truly takes time to find a new normal. 
Don't be upset if it feels fresh. Like if it's been five months and you're like, it feels like it just happened yesterday, right? There are many levels of grief and sorrow and mourning. And usually there's something underneath of that sorrow and mourning and something underneath that sorrow and mourning. Just like I talked about my aunt, her passing away. Yes, I am mourning her life. I am mourning her long, no longer being here, but I'm also mourning what could have been, right? I'm mourning what was. I'm mourning her connection to, again to the ancestors at this point, um, to people in her generation and to her mom, people that I know, right? I, I'm mourning the stories that I'll never hear from her, right? There's so many different levels and I'm gonna get too far because I'm gonna cry if I keep talking about it, but I'm mourning different levels of her leaving this realm, right? And so sometimes it can feel fresh in the moment, like, girl, I should be over this, but you're not, and that's okay. And you never really get over things. And that's why I said, finding a new normal. Sometimes you never go back to what was, and that's okay to mourn that too. It's okay to be sad about the fact that things will never be the same. That's scary, that's hard, that's heartbreaking. That comfort that we knew, right? The comfort that we experienced, the familiarity that we experienced, even in relationships that I knew that I shouldn't have been in, I still mourn those things. Even though I knew that we could no longer go along together, I was still sad. I'm still gonna miss you. I'm still gonna miss what the good times we had, right? I'm still gonna miss that famili familiarity that we have. I'm gonna mourn having to make new friends and, and make new connections and the work that comes with there when you know me, when you know my heart. You know what I mean? It's okay. Finding a new normal. If anything, you know, I think about COVID. I think about when 2020 hit and I was like, the world will never be the same. People were trying to go back to normal, trying so hard to let's get back to, you know, back to business, back to how things used to be. And it's like, things will never be the same. And that is scary. And that is sad. And that is mourn worthy. That is worthy of your mourning. So again, don't be upset if it feels fresh. Again, there are things that I was healing from for years, right? And I get angry, upset about it all over again. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not healed. No, that's just another layer. And my anger is telling me something. So yes, so number three, healing is not linear. It's not linear. Oh, thank you, JB. I appreciate that. Thank you. And hi, Byzantine Nomad. Hello, hello. Hi, JB. Yeah, perspective, perspective is, it's hard to change your perspective when you're in it, right? So I have grace and I have grace for myself because I didn't think this, this way 10 years ago. I'm like, uh-uh, this is for the birds. This is ghetto. I'm over it. I want to be healed, you know? Um, but yes, but I appreciate you um, honoring my experience. So thank you. Hi, Crispy Crunchy. Um, I am right there feeling like a total loser for struggling so hard. And I'm so glad for this life. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. And I hope that you don't feel like a loser because you're not. Feeling, mourning, grieving, loving, those are brave things to do. A lot of people, and we'll get to that in a second, but a lot of people don't want to feel because of that pain and that sorrow, but you're here and you're standing in it and that's worthy of celebration. So I celebrate you, Crispy Crunchy. Hi, Shellwell. Hello. Hi, Zenful On Purpose. Good morning. This topic is right on point for me. Thank you, Alicia. I needed this currently, currently growing through, going through, excuse me, growing through the motions. I appreciate that. Thank you for being here, Zenful On Purpose. I love that name also. Hi, Karma Justice. Hello. All right. Number 3.5, <laughs> it's not necessarily four, but 3.5. Heartbreak comes with many emotions. So kind of talking about healing is not linear. Heartbreak is not just one emotion. It's just not one thing, right? Heartbreak, there are so many layers to heartbreak. There are so many different like nuances and things that come with heartbreak, like anger, regret, sorrow, hope, like the pain of hoping, right? Guilt, shame, and everything in between. Feel them all because they are all valid. 
And maybe what you feel might not be necessarily true, right? So the shame that you feel, what's going on with that shame? Where's that coming from? What are you ashamed of? Are you embarrassed that you own this person? Listen, that you, that you said, own this relationship, excuse me, and you said that I'm in a relationship with this person and now they're not with me anymore and now I feel shame about that thing. I feel embarrassed. Why is that, right? Like interrogating those emotions. I feel embarrassed because I gave this person a chance. I was vulnerable with this person and they did not honor that thing. Okay, so you're embarrassed because of what other people might say about your relationship. But is that really shame for you to own? And it's no, <laughs> it's not, it's not. So feel them all, journal, share, and try not to suppress them. Because like I said, when you suppress those feelings, they make you sick. They pervert good things. They, they uh, make you numb when you're, no, when you're not really feeling those feelings. So 3.5 is heartbreak comes with many emotions. Feel them all. They are all valid. They're all valid. Hi, Monique Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. And Shelwell, I'm glad this is a topic that's important to you. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. Um, Miss A says, I swear your vids show up on time for me. I was thinking about healing and heartbreak yesterday. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad that this is in alignment. It's perfect. And it's it's interesting because I tried to record this last night, like pre-recorded, and it didn't work. So I was like, whatever, we're just going to show up here and do what it does. And who needs it, needs it, and hears it. And if they don't, they don't. But I'm glad that you all are here and getting what you need. That makes me happy. That makes me feel like everything happens for a reason, which I believe it does. Hi, Kila J. Woo, that embarrassment used to eat me up. Yes, I didn't even like to tell my friends about my dating life because of shame or situations not working out. Exactly. And I understand that. I understand that, especially, I don't know. Listen, I can only speak because I'm a black woman, okay? As a black woman, I know the shame, especially like in Christian culture and stuff like that. People calling you fast and all this other stuff because you're dating other people. And it's like, you know, but you don't have to, you don't owe people an explanation. <laughs> you don't owe people an explanation. It didn't work out. Next, we're moving on, right? But it doesn't have to mean anything about you. You know what I'm saying? But yes, I totally understand that. All right, number four, and this goes exactly into, this actually flows. So number four, don't regret the love you gave. Don't regret the love you gave. The reason why I say this is because at the end of relationships, whether friendships, romantic relationships or other, right? Even jobs. <laughs> I felt like I gave so much to this relationship. I should have never done X, Y, and Z for this person. I wish I never, you know, gave them a chance. I wish I never gave them these things, this money, this opportunity. I wish I never went to this place with this person. I wish I never met this person ever, right? Almost like feeling like you wasted your energy, time, resources, love on this person for a person who doesn't appreciate you or the thing. And I have felt regret over the love that I gave people until I realized I have nothing to regret. Don't regret the love you gave because you did nothing wrong by loving. It's the bravest thing that you can do. Remaining vulnerable is a strength. There is risk in love, but you did not lose. There is risk in love, but you did not lose. Try your hardest not to harden your heart because callousness is not protection. Callousness is not protection. It is being bound by fear. Just because they didn't appreciate your love doesn't mean it's worthless. Just because they couldn't see the worth and the value in your love and your dedication and your support and all the beautiful things you gave this person or this relationship or this place does not mean that because they don't see it, that it's not worthless. It doesn't mean that just because they can't see it means it's worthless. It's worthy. 
That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like there was a lot of double negatives in there. But anyway, this idea of callousness, a lot of us build calluses on our fingers, right? When we used to be like be on the monkey bars or if you're like lifting weights, what else? Just like the constant rubbing against something. And I've used this example before talking about sensitivity and how I am a sensitive person, right? And so if I keep rubbing against a, an object, I'm gonna develop a callus. Why? Because my finger wants to protect me. So the skin is gonna get hard so that I'm not feeling pain or the irritation of something, you know, rubbing up against me, right? And so we do this in our own lives. I don't want to feel pain anymore. Let me build a callus. Let me put on a shield or, or armor. I don't want to feel heartbreak again. Let me put on a shield. I don't want to be embarrassed again, taken advantage of again. We, we feel these experiences and, and our brain goes, oh, let me protect myself by closing myself off from an opportunity of being vulnerable so that I'm not taken advantage of, right? So that's one side. But the other side is when you're being callous around the pain, you're also being callous around the joy, so that callus that you feel on your hand, you can't feel the softness of someone's hand, right? You can't feel the warmth of something because you have a callus there. So though you're protecting yourself from future pain or potential pain, you're also closing yourself off from joy when you're building a callus. So callus is not protection, it is fear. Being callous and cold and hardened is fear. But I will say there is importance in being wise because I had to learn that, I had no boundaries. I had no boundaries. I was like, whatever, I love everybody. And I assumed everybody loved me back. That's not the case. I had to learn boundaries, right? But, I didn't, but it didn't make me hard and callous. It made me wise. And the relationships I choose to be in and show up in, I am vulnerable. And if I cannot do that, I don't need to be in this relationship. You see the difference? As opposed to no one will ever hurt me. No one will ever, you know, cause me pain again. I give people the opportunity, right? And trust that they won't. Right? I give people the opportunity that I'm dedicated to, that I'm in relationship with, because I trust that they won't. And even if they do, usually, even if they hurt me or harm me, it's usually not on purpose. It's just like human things. And we can have a conversation so that doesn't happen again. There's a difference. There's a difference between I'm closed off, no one will ever hurt me, I'm gonna do all these things to protect myself versus these are the relationships that I value and that I love and I'm gonna be open and honest here and if I cannot be, I'm going to go somewhere else. That's what I needed to learn. So there's two sides. Don't be too open with everybody because everybody is not safe. <laughs> everybody is not kind like you. Everybody's not thoughtful like you. Everybody, everybody doesn't deal with their healing like you. And the reason why I say that is because even looking back on relationships I was in, again, romantic, platonic, whatever. Um, a lot of that stuff had nothing to do with me. The pain they caused me had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with their own hurt and trauma, but it don't mean that I have to be around for it. It doesn't mean that I have to endure it. I don't have to endure anything that's not healthy for me and neither do you. So again, callousness and hardness and coldness does not protect you, it starves you. It starves you from the joy, from life, from beauty, like if I was cold and callous, I would not be me. I would not be able to even make these cards or these notes. I would not be able to look at a tree and cry. I would not be able to, you know, talk to hummingbirds like I did this morning. You know what I mean? Closing yourself off closes you off from life, period. Don't become a recluse because you're trying so hard not to be hurt. And the thing is, loving is vulnerable and loving is risky, Loving is risky. Being loved and loving other people is risky, right? But I'm in a relationship with people that it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk of you breaking my heart because I trust you and I know you and I love you. I'm dedicated to you. I don't have to endure your abuse, 
but I trust that you will do my heart well, do well with my heart. So that's what I'm trying to say. So yes, just because I didn't appreciate your, your love does not mean it's worthless. Your love is valuable. It is sacred. And I'm sorry that they fumbled you. I'm sorry they didn't honor you, but that's not your shame to carry. It's not your burden to carry because you did nothing wrong. You loved, you loved all of my romantic relationships. I can leave without regret. And if you, and if you can't, that's, I'm, this is not a, this is not a judgment. But all my romantic relationships, I can leave without regret because I know that I loved. I know I did people right. When you're living in fear, when you're doing people right, you don't have to live in fear. There's nothing to fear. When you're treating people well, you don't have to live in fear. Number one, right? Like, I know God got me. God ain't going, listen, you might play my face, but you're playing yourself. <laughs> you're playing yourself. God has me. Not that I'm wanting, because I never want bad things to even happen to people that have harmed me. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want peace and joy for them as well, right? So they don't do that to somebody else. But I know God has me, right? And also, I'm not, there's no, there's nothing coming around the corner for me because I showed up as my full authentic self. I was honest. I loved you well. And because you didn't honor that, that's your loss. That's your bad. It don't feel like it in the moment. It feels like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Why'd they leave me? But looking back again, 10 years back, oh, that's your bad. That's your loss. You know what I mean? And that's also something that you had to work through. But I didn't have to stick around while you worked through that thing. So, okay. So, so that's number four. Don't regret the love you gave because there's nothing to regret. There's honor there. Yay. <laughs> I, I'm happy, April. Hello, April Taylor. I'm glad that you're enjoying this. I'm glad. That makes me happy. And hi, Villainous Crone. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Shelwell says, I was thinking this today in the shower of an ex. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that this is, this is an alignment. That makes me happy. It makes me really happy. Um, Akila J says, woo, someone's being set free, for, free by this. I hope so. I hope so. Because it took me years to get free. <laughs> it took me years. We're talking a decade at this point. Shelball says, I made a poem too also about being worthy in the becoming from, in the becoming from feeling worthless to being worth this. Ooh, come on. I would love to hear that poem or read that poem also. But yes, yes. I'm glad. I'm glad. Kim S says, you better break that thing down. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad too. Hi, Simone um, Islo or Islo. Hello. Um, wow. Your videos always come right on time. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate that. I'm glad that the analogy worked. That makes me happy. Shelwell says, you're, you're my mouthpiece today, Alicia. I feel totally aligned today in sync. That makes me happy. Yay. Yay. Um, Akila J says, I've been struggling with this in my vulnerability. I want to be open again. Yes. And again, I honor that, that, that fear and that pain, right? Because being vulnerable is scary. It's scary and it's hard and it is a risk. There's always a risk when you're vulnerable, always. But you just have to determine what is worth the risk. What is worth the risk to you? You know, again, take it, take your time. Baby steps, one step at a time. Hi, Rhea, the writer. Hello. Oh, hello. I, I think you changed your name. No, realizing that other people's reactions to me were more about them than me has healed my soul. Same, same. It also saves you a lot of time and energy, right? Trying to reason with and go back and forth with people. When you realize it has nothing to do with you, that it's a personal thing that you're not even in on, you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. If they're willing to listen, yes, like we can talk. But if you're not, it might just take time. It has nothing. A lot of stuff has, a lot of the stuff that we experience at the hand of other people has nothing to do with us, but we internalize it. And I know I did. I personalize everything. Oh my God, they hate my guts. Why? What did I do wrong? Going, combing through my anxiety, like combing through like, oh my God, was that, 
interaction okay? Uh, and meanwhile, they're, they're thinking about something else. It has nothing to do with me at all. <laughs> and I'm racking my brain. What did I do wrong? Was that okay? So yes, yes. Hi, JDM. Um, I just love you. Thank you for being you. Thank you. And thank you for seeing me and allowing me to be me. I appreciate that. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, hello. Kim S says, is it risky when in actuality you will, sorry, is it risky when in actuality what you give will nourish you ultimately? That's good, Kim. That's good. That's good. Is it risky when in actuality what you give will nourish you ultimately? Yeah, that's a good question. Exactly. Like you said, it's their bad, not yours. Precisely. It's their loss. It's their loss. It's their loss. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, um, I was thinking about this regarding a failed attempt of a romantic relationship on my end. Yes, yeah. Um, hi, Kelsey L. Hello, good morning, Alicia. I'm so excited to be in this space. I'm happy that you're here. Um, you, gave, you give my existence so much language. That makes me happy. I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> this morning literally was, was, but first coffee day. Wait, oh, face turquoise drinking coffee. Okay, yes. This morning literally was, but first coffee. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All right, number five. Just because they could not or chose not to appreciate your love does not mean it has no value. So it's kind of like 4.5. Just because they could not or chose not to appreciate your love does not mean it has no value. It's just the wrong person. It's just the wrong person. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Sometimes, and of course, like we want to be open to the possibility of us um, improving or, you know, being open to constructive criticism, right? We don't want to be just like, I'm perfect. There's nothing you can say to me, right? We want to be, but we want to be discerning of what people are saying because sometimes it's just the wrong person. It's just the wrong person. There are people who look at me with a, with a straight face and I'd be like, uh, am I crazy? And then I get here and I talk about what I'm talking about and people get it. Sometimes it's just the wrong people. It has nothing to do with you. Don't use others, pe other people's perception. Cloud your own view of yourself. Choose to love yourself fiercely, to be committed to yourself. Your worth and value is not left up to any man. No man can determine your worth or value. They don't have the eyes to see. They don't have the power because you are invaluable. Period. <laughs> You're invaluable. So just because they can't see doesn't mean that you don't, you don't deserve to exist, that you don't deserve to be yourself. You know, like I think about, um, so I'm from, <laughs> I'm from the DMV area, right? And we have, go-go music is like a staple here. Like it is, it is like black music here. And so people don't get it. Some people just don't get it. So if I took go-go music to like the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, no offense to the Arkansas folks here, but like if I took, they wouldn't get it. They don't understand it. Maybe they would like it, but they don't get it, right? But when I bring Go-Go back here, right, when you see, when we have like, uh, what do you call it? Block parties and, you know, dances and stuff like that. The people here get it because it's a part of our culture. It's something we just get. It's not something you can understand. You get it, right? And so I think sometimes we just got to find our right people. We got to find the people who get it, the people who get us. I've walked this life feeling like a loser and outcast my entire life. People just did not get me. But it wasn't until that I, I found the right people that I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. I have space. I have permission to be all of myself. I don't have to be what you think I have to be, to be valuable and to be loved. Yes, me too. Marilyn out here. Hey, Akila. Hey, neighbor. Hello. Hello. But yes, yes. Um, Kelsey L says, I tried to fake it until you make it route. Um, I tried to love yourself and the world was and the world will follow. 
route, but I can't tune out my heart. How to stop hating myself. Okay. First of all, what you said about love yourself and the world will follow. I don't even agree with that. I don't don't agree with people who say you have to love yourself before other people love you. That's a lie. I, I don't know if that's a fact, but for me, that feels like a lie. That feels like I'm giving people permission to treat me poorly because I can't see my own worth or value yet. That somehow I have to earn my right to be loved and held sacred by other people, even if I can't see it myself, right? So that's the first thing. I don't, I don't want you to put this pressure on yourself that like you're the reason why um, the world doesn't love you, right? I'm using this loosely because I don't think that the world doesn't love you. Um, but yes, like I also don't agree in faking it until you make it. I believe in being honest. I believe in being honest. I don't like myself. I think this is, this is, I'm not saying this about you. I'm saying this about me, things that I felt. I don't like myself. I don't think I'm pretty. I feel like I'm too, I'm too heavy, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like a loser. I feel like a failure. Being honest is the way. That's how you get to the truth. Not pretending like, you know, and I get it. Like, oh yeah, affirm yourself. You are, I am beautiful. I am lovely. But if I don't feel it, if I don't, if I don't, (laughs) If I don't believe it, then words not going to pierce my heart, right? I want to be honest. In, in, a, in an affirmation that I would say is like, yes, I am beautiful, right? Like, yes, like we talked about that before, like for me saying that I feel like I'm ugly. Yes, I am beautiful. But even as I don't feel beautiful, I know that I am. Even though I don't love myself, I'm still deserving of love. Being kind with yourself, wherever you are in your journey, You're not a villain because you don't like yourself. You're not wrong because you don't like yourself. We're literally taught every day to hate ourselves. And somehow we think that we're wrong for believing their programming. What? (laughs) Like every day they tell us about how we're not smart enough. We don't have enough things. We're not beautiful enough. We're not talented enough. And then we internalize that, those messages. And then now they tell us, well, you're wrong for not loving yourself. If you don't love yourself, you're a loser. You're wrong. Like, you don't deserve love from the world, huh? They play mind games with us. It's not your fault that you don't that you don't love yourself. It's not your fault that you don't even like yourself. It's not your fault. You weren't born with that thought. Somebody gave it to you. Somebody gave it to you. Exactly. I was taught this. Exactly. We were taught to hate ourselves. And now we're doing the work to love ourselves. But that takes time. If you spent 30 plus years hating yourself, You're not going to just start loving yourself overnight. That's not how that works. We got to deconstruct everything. Like I talked about before, the the view of progress, right? What does progress look like? A lot of people think like, oh, it's saying affirmations in the mirror. It's, It's pretending, faking it till you make it, right? To me, progress is being honest with myself and saying, I don't like my body. Sometimes I hate it. That's progress. It's demolishing this fake like facade that we put out for other people and other people's convenience and their um their comfort the lies we tell ourselves and other people to make other people feel good about themselves because nobody what do you what do you say to a person who says I don't like myself that's uncomfortable that's awkward right like do people really want to have that conversation you know and so we're talking don't say that about yourself no 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 no. but we never inquire why why do I hate myself why do I hate my body why don't I like myself to me that's progress and for some people that would look like regression That would look like going backwards. But I say demolish what is not real and start with the truth. If the only truth you have is that you don't like yourself, start with that. 
Start with that. You're not wrong. Those are your honest feelings. You're not a villain. You're not wrong. Oh, I'm sending you love. I'm sending you love, Kelsey L. I'm sending you love. I am. Yeah. Hi, Albert. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Simone. Yes. Yes. The wrong person. That's it. It's sometimes it's not you. It's the people you're around. It's the environment you're around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even on a, on a professional level or an academic level, sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's your location. It's your, it's your teachers. It's the culture of the campus. It's the culture of the, of the job, of the community that you're in. Sometimes you have to find your own people or even create your own community within like another community. So yes, yes. Oh, Evelyn, thank you for the hearts and the fires. <laughs> thank you. Um, a villainous crone says, I don't agree with loving yourself and the world will follow either. Me neither. It's, it's gaslighting. It's, it's giving people permission to treat people wrong. Like just, okay. Just the blaming that happens, the victim blaming that happens, this narrative that's all, always spun. We never hold the person who does the harm accountable. It's always the person experiencing the harm. What was she wearing? What did you say to him that made him put hands on you? What, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you just don't love yourself. If you loved yourself more, then you wouldn't be treated like this. No, that's also not true because someone, who just said that? Uh, yes, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Also, you loving yourself doesn't guarantee that others will. I, I come here, I come here often to share my thoughts and opinions and views about things. And I do that because I believe in what I'm saying, right? I'm confident in what I'm saying. And there will always be somebody in the comments. Always. You're not enough. You're ugly, you're masculine, don't nobody want you. That's why you single now. Just saying ridiculous stuff. Don't nobody want, like black women loving themselves makes people angry. You can't win. You can't win a rigged game. Black women loving themselves makes people feel inferior, makes people feel like they're not good enough. <laughs> when we ain't said nothing about nobody else, <laughs> like we not talk about nobody else. We're just loving on each other, supporting each other, helping each other, and people will still have a problem. People who want to harm you will find a way and a reason to harm you. That's it. There's nothing you can do. Whether you love yourself or you don't, it don't matter. People who love themselves get harmed. People who don't love themselves get harmed. You loving yourself is not a qualification of your deserving of love, respect, kindness, support, that's not a qualification. It's not a qualifier. So yes, yes. <laughs> Hi, Kim S. Ah, I was just in Maryland for a week. I would have loved to connect with you. I'm sorry. Well, the past week I've actually been in Philly with my family. Um, but yes, but I do want to have like a meetup soon. We'll talk about that too. But yes, yes. Um, hi, Jordash or Jordash. Hello, Jordash, I think. I hope you keep this uploaded. I will, I will. This will be uploaded. It will. Hi, Favor. Oh, hey, Alicia. Thank you for your content. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, shout out to the Maryland crew. Hey, y'all. Hi, everybody. Hey, neighbors. April Walker, I love you, woman. You're honest yet very beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm trying to be better at taking compliments, so thank you. <laughs> A villainous crone says, societal structures are imposed upon people by unattainable societal standards. That's it. Social structures are imposed upon people by unattainable societal standards, period. Period. Um, hi, lovely day, day one day. I'm in Maryland too. A lot of DM folks and DMV folks here. There are, there are, there are. Yes. Hi, Pat bro bro. Um, I've started taking the time to reflect on my part of situations. It's a very, it's very educational for me. Yes, yes. And we'll get to that in a second too. Yes, absolutely. 
Mahogany Butterfly says, definitely, definitely was taught the dark skin with big lips was ugly. Yes. Yes. And I am. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Little things like, oh, don't stay out in the sun too long. Why not? <laughs> I love being in the sun. I love going to the pool or the beach or whatever. Why is that? Right. We're taught these things. It's programming without even being taught it. We're taught it. So, yes. Um, let's see. Uh, that also means cutting off people that mistreat you. Yes, too. Screw that them infli screw them inflicting harm. Calling it brutal honesty is disingenuous. Cut them off, period. I don't need you to be brutal, to be honest. That just means you have no tact, no self-control. When people are like, I'm just brutally honest. No, you don't have any tact. You don't have any self-control. Or you enjoy seeing people harmed. You think that your truth is more important than your delivery. You think your truth is more, or your, not even truth, but your ideas are more important than other people's feelings. And I hate when people say that because they're like, well, you know, that's just how I am, I, how I communicate. No, you're lazy. You're lazy. If I'm telling you, you talking to me like this, or you saying this to me, harms me, it's up to me to reframe my message and my thinking in a way that honors you. And I'm not talking about people who use that as an excuse or manipulate like because we've seen that too, people who abuse that. But if I love you, if I'm in a relationship with you, if I really care about you, I will care about how my message is being received by you as well. That's love. That's honesty. It's sacrifice on both ends. So yes, I, I agree with you, Villainous Crone. I agree with you. I agree. Pat Bro Bro says, once you realize what it is about, once you realize what it is about you, work on it. Yes. Find support to help. We're not above help. Exactly. Exactly. Hi, Emma. I'm spirit, 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 tar, spirit artist. I'm tripping. Spirit artist. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm inclined to be a hermit for emotional safety. I understand that. Like, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. A modern doll says, even Jesus had a believer beside him and an enemy on the other on the cross. No man is an island. No, none, none. Um, that's a fault of mine, blaming me mostly so I won't be the wrong doer, but that's a fault uh, not to see the guilty. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. It's easier to be like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What could I have done differently, right? And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes people are just dead set on being awful. <laughs> sometimes people are selfish. Sometimes people are just harmful. And it's hard to, it's hard to rationalize that, especially when you're not a person that does stuff like that or thinks like that. You know what I mean? Why would something must be wrong with me? Because the only reason I would do something like that to somebody is if somebody did something awful to me. Maybe I would never even do that. But some people are wired that way. Sometimes it's not you at all. Um, Kim S says, loving yourself is a broad statement. Allowing yourself to create healthy boundaries is a thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, a villainous crone says, yes, me loving a dark skin, me loving my dark skin self makes all people around me, especially black males. They hate it. Yes, exactly. It's sad. <laughs> It's so sad. It's so sad. Because instead of you being inspired to love yourself back, you're intimidated. Because you already feel inferior about yourself. If you have to put people down to feel good about yourself, if you have to make people feel trash to feel good about yourself, if you have to have someone dim their light for you to feel brighter, that means that you have a self-love issue. It has nothing to do with the person. Nothing. And I've said, I'm saying this because I felt that way. I have been envious of other people because they shined brightly. And I'm like, who do they think they are, right? Maybe not in those words, because that's not even me, but whatever. Like feeling some sort of like intimidation. That's how my, my intimidation doesn't come out as hating. It comes off as like, I'm not good enough. That's my, that's mine. 
And so I realized, girl, that person's giving you invitation to shine just as brightly as you want to shine. It's an invitation. Like, I'm not taking up any room that you want to take up. They're just taking up their room. Take up yours. And especially with the men, it's like, yo, you could love yourself too. Why are you envious and jealous when you could do the same thing? It's wild to me. Again, if you are standing on the shoulders of broken people to feel big and strong, you're not big and strong. You're a liar. So yes, yes. Jennifer says, um, I've been told that I was full of myself by insecure men. Yeah. And who are you supposed to be full of? <laughs> I don't know. Besides God, right? I mean, shout out to all my Christians out there. Holy Spirit, yes. But I am me. I can't be nobody else. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? You love yourself too much for me. And obviously, like, yes, like being selfish and being self-centered, that's a whole different conversation. Um, like to the point of harming other people. But you loving yourself, if you feel intimidated or harmed because someone loves themselves, there's inner work that needs to happen. We need to ask some questions. Modern Doll says we all need love. Yes, it's on its way today for us all. I love that, Modern Doll. That's an affirmation. I love that. I love that. It's on its way for all of us. Yes. Hi, yours truly. Hi. Hi, Diamond Frost. My mom used to tell me to get out the sun because I'm chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's programming that she got too, right? Because again, she didn't come out the womb with that thought. She did not come out the womb with that thought. Jennifer says we all need love. However, true love is so hard to come by. It's true. It's true, which is why we have to be careful with who we are making ourselves vulnerable to because we don't want to be harmed. Again, I didn't have no boundaries. I'm like, I love everybody. Everybody's safe because in an ideal world, that's what I would imagine it would be like. And that's what I want. And that's how I am with people. I think I'm a pretty safe person with people and everybody ain't like that. <laughs> you know? Hi, Yoli. Hello. Hello. Akilah J is says consideration is the highest form of love. I love that. Consideration is the highest form of love. And it's true. How I talk to my mom is not how I talk to my husband, is not how I talk to my best friend, is not how I talk to any of my other friends, right? Like they all deserve their own energy. You know what I'm saying? Their own uh, pers per personalized love for them. Yes. Hi, just passing through. OMG, I made it. Hello, welcome, welcome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, illustrious. Ooh, effervescent, lovely Alicia. That's so nice, thank you. Um, Your music is a soundtrack to the season in my life. I really need you to know that. Thank you, just passing through. That really means a lot to me. It does, it does. It means a lot to me. Mermaids are nice. I love that name. I love dark skin, it's gorge. Period, it is, it is. Dark skin is beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Um, what about the people who are like that because of an undiagnosed personality disorder? Oh, well, that's a totally different issue. I don't have the credentials to talk about that, but that's a totally different issue that does exist. Um, and I don't want to um, just like, you know, brush over it. I just don't have the credentials to talk about it. That's all. But yes, those things do exist. They do. They do. Um, the serenity prayer does it for me. Change the things I can't change. Yep. And accept the things you can't. That's it. Love, loving ourselves is, is only one part. We don't talk enough about how heartbreak also affects how we trust ourselves. This is good, Deshaun Burns. This is good. Because yes, yes. When we, yes, when we engage with folks who break our trust, right? It's not just the trust with them that's broken. It is us. Because now we think like, oh God, am I not qualified? <laughs> am I not qualified to vet? Using, you know, people talk about vetting all the time. Oh, vetting, like, oh, my vetting, my vetmometer, I don't know, is broken, right? We do lose trust in ourselves. And it is 
and effort and time and energy. It takes healing for us to learn how to trust ourselves all over again. So this is a great point. Thank you for shouting this out, for pointing this out. This is it. And the thing is, even though people, excuse me, Ooh, okay. So the thing is, even though people, hmm, like I said earlier, peep, some people have decided already that they're going to harm you before they even talk to you, before they get to know you. Some people really don't care. And so we think that something is wrong with us because we didn't see it. Some people are very good liars. Some people are very good manipulators, very good gaslighters, right? People can manipulate your reality and make you believe something. People are very good actors. So, so to put all of that on ourselves would be harmful and unkind. Some stuff you don't see until you see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some stuff you don't know until you know it. And every person is different. So that shame, that, that feeling of like distrusting yourself, like we really do got to work through that thing as well and rebuild our trust with ourselves. And it starts with understanding that you don't know what you don't know. Having grace with yourself. We watch movies all the time and we're sucked into a, to a, to a story. We feel like we're in there. You know what I mean? What makes you think that people don't do that every single day? Every day, right? Some of us perform at our jobs. We make our bosses think we like our job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is not a diss. It is not a drag. It's the truth. A lot of us perform. We get very good at performing. We, we perform healing. We perform femininity in a way that people understand and want and desire. What makes you think that people won't perform to get what they want from you and leave you high and dry? Right? It's not your fault. It's not. And I, I don't like when people, because it's victim blaming. I don't like when people say that, oh, well, you should have known better. And no, no. How would I know better? And I don't know better. Why am I expecting people to play me? <laughs> who, who would walk into a relationship expecting someone to harm them? Why do I want to be in a relationship with them? Anywho, but yes. Pat Barbo says, it was hard at one point. I frequent, I frequent toxic chat where everything was a comp competition and gaslighting. It was so bad till the point um, they were befriending my friends. I'm sorry about that. I'm so sorry to hear that. Diamond Frost says, you don't need credential credentials to speak your truth. That's another thing. Qualification. That is a thing. That is a thing. But talking about personality dis disorders in general, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> I, like I, I haven't studied it well. I don't know enough to talk about it. That's all. But yes, but there is no qualification necessary for you to speak your truth. A lot of us think like, oh, if I don't have the degree or, you know, whatever, the credentials, then somehow my truth doesn't deserve to be shared or somehow um, my wisdom is less than. That's not true. I agree with you, Diamond Frost. I do. I do. Let's see. Um, Deshaun Burns says, yes, like, dang, I can't trust my own decisions. Yeah. I'm already a Libra, so it's even worse. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Again, you don't go into things expecting people to harm you. And if they do harm you, that is not your fault. It is not your bad. It is nothing you missed. <laughs> Some people are just awful. And that's, that's a hard truth to sit with. Like we, we like to feel like we are in control of all our situations. And when we sit down and realize that sometimes we're not, there's nothing we could have done to, to prevent this thing. Cause you're not a mind reader. You don't know, you can't tell the future, right? You're a human being, you know, and I'm not knocking people who can, but you're a human being, you know? So yes. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Kelsey says, wow, the I love everybody, everybody safe phrase is universal. I am so traumatized. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I walked into the world. I love everybody. Everybody loves me, right? Everybody's safe until I got broken hearted. 
you know, until someone stabbed me in the back. And I'm like, people are capable of this. This is crazy, you know, but yes. Yeah. Evelyn Scrum says, yes, I see black women twisting themselves into a pretzel, trying to fit European beauty standards. I believe that's what's causing so much disconnect as well. I stopped chasing these standards for my mind. I love that. I love that. And yes. And I really want to talk about body image too, because that's huge. I really want to talk about that. So thank you for sh sharing that, Evelyn Scrum. I appreciate that. All right. Number six, give that love to yourself. The love you gave them, give it to yourself. You are your own home. You are your own great love. You deserve you and you deserve your own love. Don't leave and abandon yourself chasing after someone else. So I think about when I'm thinking about like the regret that I felt like, oh, I regret giving them all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, well, now I have nowhere to pour it. I have nowhere to pour that love that I want to give like to a romantic partner or a friend or um, even a colleague. Right. Give that love to yourself. There was a season of my life uh, that I loved. I was single. I was happy. I was the happiest I've ever been, right? Like I was single. I would take myself out dancing and take myself out to dinner and the movies. I would, you know, give myself massages, get my nails done, like just loving myself, spending time with myself, sitting in my own home by myself, enjoying my own company. All the love that I gave romantic partners, I gave to myself. And I loved that for me. I was my own like girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like I did things for myself that no man ever did for me waiting for a man to love me the way that I want it to be loved. I'm like, girl, what if we just do this for ourselves? <laughs> what if we don't wait on the Prince Charming or the friend who always be like, yeah, I'm gonna come and don't ever show up. What if we just go by ourselves? All that love that we give to other people, give it to yourself. Seriously. There are some people who feel uncomfortable going to the movies alone. I don't. There are some people who feel uncomfortable going to the store or, you know, restaurants alone. And I say I don't because if you want to do it, do it. No one looks at you like you're crazy. No one's worried about you. A lot of times we're worried about like, oh, they're going to judge me. I promise you they're probably not looking. And if they are, they go, oh, that's nice. And you might inspire somebody else there to also go love on themselves. You know, the love that you feel like you wasted is not a waste. Give it to yourself. All right. Number seven. Now this one is a tricky one. So let's, let's walk through this together. Number seven, avoid asking why. Avoid asking why, why they leave me? Why wasn't I enough, right? What could I have done differently? Um, why did this happen this way? What did I miss? Sometimes this question leaves you with more heartbreak and questions than answers. Our curiosity can get the best of us, but reasoning doesn't always heal. Reasoning does not always heal. The same with closure. <laughs> Sometimes we're seeking closure in those last conversations and it unearths more pain. It unearths more trauma. It unearths more things that we have to, that we have to heal from. Sometimes it's best not to even know why. Sometimes it's good not even to know. We think that knowing why will give us some sort of like, will give us some sort of like salve to the soul. And a lot of times it sucks the life out of it. A lot of times it leaves us feeling less than. I've asked why even for romantic partners, right? Why did you leave me? Why, why this? Oh, because this person is more, is, 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 better than you in whatever way. I'm not going to be specific, but this person's prettier than you. This person is funnier than you. And so now you're comparing yourself to this person that they left you for, that they cheated on you with, right? You are questioning your own sanity. Like, did I imagine all this stuff, right? Like you're telling me this is the reason why, but you weren't saying that two weeks ago, right? You are, you are invalidating yourself and seeing yourself as less than as something to fix 
to be loved. Like, dang, okay, so that's what's wrong with me. So next time I get into a relationship, I'm not going to show that part of myself. You edit yourself because of what other people tell you, the reason why they left. When really people will give you BS reasons all the time to support whatever trash they want to do. Like if you're looking for a reason to cheat, you will find one. If you're looking for a reason to leave, you will find one. If you're looking for a reason to be an awful person, you will find one. There is no reason why sometimes and why sometimes is not healing. It's not closure. Again, it leaves you more broken and more empty than it did before. You may change yourself, edit yourself in hopes of reconciliation or control, even for future love. Oh, like I said, that callous feeling. Oh, they'll never get me again like that. Oh, they said I was too clingy. Okay. I'm going to withhold my love now. I ain't going to be clingy. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. When you know that you're romantic and you love romantic things and now you're closing yourself off from a romance that could actually be good or a friendship that could actually be good. That could actually be beneficial for you, healing for you. You know, you are enough. The why is not going to give you the answers that you think it's going to give you. Sometimes you just got to let it, let it lay where it lay and work through, work through your healing with yourself, with loved ones, friends that you trust and cut it off completely. The why sometimes does not heal. And that's from personal experience. That's from personal experience. But there are other questions that we can ask and we'll talk about that in a second. But there are healthier questions to ask than why. Because I talked about that like with people, um, with people not liking me, I've asked, why don't they like me? You smile too much. Am I going to stop smiling because they don't like my smile? Why don't you like me? Because I've literally heard, you're too happy. Am I supposed to pretend to not be joyous <laughs> because it makes you uncomfortable? Why don't you like me? Because you're annoying. Be specific. What about me is annoying? Why do I need to know that? It's self-harm. It's self-abuse to keep hearing the words from other people, planting seeds, because you're not going to forget what they say. You're not going to forget what they say. You're going to, you're going to marinate on that thing. You're going to mull it over, over and over again. Why would they, why? Well, what about me? Why? Maybe I'm not pretty. Maybe I need to change how I dress. I've literally had a man tell me that he, he didn't want to be with me because of the way that I, that I dressed because I wasn't stylish enough. Like, come on, come on. So now I'm going to like opt into something. I'm not even necessarily in, like, we all are interested in fashion, right? But I'm not going to change my fashion to fit your preference when you're already committed to somebody else. When you're already committed to leaving me and cheating on me because of how I dress, that's weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna go broke trying to be fashionable enough for you. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna stop smiling because my smile makes you uncomfortable. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna not be joyous because my joy makes you uncomfortable. I'm not gonna not laugh when I think something is funny. I'm not gonna not dance wild and crazy and jumping in circles when I love my songs. I'm not gonna not cry <laughs> at movies that make me cry because crying makes you uncomfortable. Asking why is not always healing. Asking why can be more traumatizing. Seeking closure can do the same thing. A lot of times we're seeking closure, but we're really seeking validation, if we're being honest. We're seeking someone to say that they still care about us, that they still honor us and respect us, right? We're seeking, I know for myself, when I was seeking closure, what I was really seeking was uh, to, to, what I really was seeking was to remedy the feeling of abandonment that I felt. I really wanted to know that I wasn't worthless and that wasn't gonna come from closure. 
because it didn't give me closure. It gave me more heartbreak. That I could still be this awesome person, but I'm still not lovely enough for you to stay around for, right? Or I'm still, I'm a lovely person to you, this is the closure, but you still use and abuse me. You know what I'm saying? And it leaves us, it leaves us vulnerable because we're so desperate, we're so wanting to be validated and wanting to be seen that sometimes we will leave ourselves behind chasing the affections of other people. Closure and asking why is not always healthy or healing. Be careful, be careful. Now, the reason why I say kind of is because if you're really curious, right? Like maybe you did something that harmed somebody. Maybe somebody has criticisms for you that are just like, you know, you don't really listen to me when I speak. You cut me off a lot. You, you intimidate me, you harm me. You say insulting things like that's different. That's constructive criticism. But people who are just like, I don't like you because the sky is blue. Girl, what you going to do about that? You're not going to change the color of the sky. <laughs> you know, some people are just committed to what they're committed to. And sometimes that is not you. But it doesn't mean that just because they're not committed to you, that you're not worthy of being committed to. And it doesn't mean that you're not worthless. You're still worthy, even if they can't see your worth or your value. Your value doesn't change. No man gives you your worth or your value. No man. I don't care if they're friends, family. I don't care. I don't care. But yes. Okay. Moving along. <laughs> Moving along. Let's see. Yes, I love treating myself too. Love that. Love to sit in my car, eat some good food, watch some videos on YouTube, you know, kick my feet up in a parking lot. <laughs> Literally, I love doing that. Spending time with myself. I love myself. I love spending time with myself. Um, Deshaun Byrne says, I love going to eat alone too. Two appetizers, a drink, entree, and dessert. I love that. That's self-love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And most of the time, those people giving you closure are lying. Yep. Their response is a reflection of their own insecurities. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And most of the time, the people giving you closure. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. My ex found a billion reasons why he left me. I'm sorry about that. But honestly, we just weren't in alignment anymore. And sometimes people don't know how to communicate that, right? So they have to find a valid reason because they feel like you all not being in alignment anymore is not valid. So let me just pull something out the air to make it make sense. And it never makes sense. It never makes sense. You know? Hi, Marissa. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. I'm happy that you're here. Kim S says, Sometimes the person realizes that they are not good enough for you. Ooh, speak facts. And don't want to admit their shortcomings. That part. I've had that. That part. And I've had men leave and then later on come back and tell me, you know, I thought, I thought you were too good for me. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't even know how to feel about that. I feel like that's still an excuse. That's annoying to me because why would you drop a good thing? I know insecurities and all that good stuff, but it's annoying. But yes, I agree, Kim. I agree. Akila J says, yeah, I'm 31 and still ruminate over things a guy said in my early 20s. Exactly. Same. I'm still healing from those words because those words linger. We think we say like sticks and stones don't break your bones. That's a lie. Y'all know it's a lie. These words linger. They hurt. They harm. Words are impactful. Oh, thank you, curious one. Jennifer says people who dislike you for unexplained reasons are always going to find you annoying. No matter how much you try to change, there's nothing you can do about it. Honestly, nothing, nothing. Um, a guy was very critical of me and I still carry what he said. Yeah, same. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Angelia Merce. 
Um, wow, this resonates so deeply. I was looking for a validation, not closure. Yes, yes. I was really looking for him to tell me that I was lovable, worthy of love. I don't need to know his why. Thank you. You're welcome. Insane. <laughs> I'd be like, let's let's have a conversation. Let's seek closure, right? Because in my mind, I cannot make sense of how we were so in love yesterday. And today you're just like stoic, you're cold, right? You're, like, you're distant, right? And I'm trying to, maybe if I did something different, right? And no, <laughs> it's not that. And so then they heap on more stuff. You're not stylish. You're ugly. You're not pretty. You're you're, you know, too happy. Like these, these reasons that really don't make any sense. Just say you don't want to be with me. To me, that makes more sense. Like just say, I know I am no longer interested. Great. Right. But even back then I probably would still ask why, to be totally honest. I probably still would ask why, because I'm like, it don't make sense. You know, I, and I think because when I am in love, I am in love. Okay. I am, when I am in relationship, it's not even just romantic, right? When I am in relate, I love my family, okay? I'm in love with my family. I'm in love with my friends. I'm in love with my community. I'm in love, right? And so like when I am in love with someone, like even with my husband, I'm in love with my husband. I'm in love. But like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People don't be like that. People don't be all in. People don't be committed. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I could not rationalize that. Like, how could you say you love me? You want to spend the rest of your life with me yesterday. And today you're like, oh, never mind. I changed my mind. What? How does that happen? But some people are like that because some people weren't even really in in the first place or they were in for the wrong reasons, you know? And I think that there is a, a such thing as like breaking up like amicably, right? Like you can, you don't have, it doesn't have to be a heartbreak. Like it might hurt, right? But it's, it can still be, honorable but a lot of these breakups don't be honorable they be lying <laughs> they be lying <laughs> hi body culinary and hi shanice it's good to see you thank you so much for the hug from facebook thank you shanice yay i'm jennifer said oh sorry hi body culinary from central america hello welcome thank you for watching jennifer said i had a man tell me i was too independent hello mm. i had a man tell me that my testimony was too big i had like <laughs> This man told me that my testimony was too big and that's why we couldn't be together. And this was a Christian man. And Christian men, my experience, so sorry. Christian men be the worst. The worst ones because they use spirituality, they use God just to be able to be awful. <laughs> just to be awful. And what are you going to say to that? Oh, God told me. What are you going to say? It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out for you dealing with your own humanity, your own things. But yes, yes. Um, Marissa says, absolutely. We often reenact, yep, childhood patterns and try to convince people of our worth so they don't abandon us when they actually need to go. Go, okay? Fast, quickly, in a hurry. I agree, Marissa, exactly. And that's what, that's what it was for me. Like I, like I said before, I saw my dad in these men. Like I, want, I was so sad about being abandoned by my dad that like every time a man left me, it felt like abandonment all over again. Why, why, won't, why don't men love me? What's wrong with me? Why am I broken? So yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. A bunch, a bunch of excuses. <laughs> yeah. I don't do the spin in the block. Yeah. The, I, the, I miss you. I was wrong. We should get back together. It just means what they left for didn't work out like he thought it's a scam. Speak, set the people free of villainous crone. <laughs> Cause I've been there. Oh, now you, oh, that's interesting. Didn't y'all, y'all broke up. Oh, that's in, mm, okay. You know, and silly me. Sometimes I did, I did spin the block. Never again, never again. 
But yes, yes. Yes, Marissa is speaking big facts. Absolutely. Hi, Epic Studies. Hello. Hello. Um, peaceful greetings, Alicia. I consider all to be well with you. It is. It is. It is. I'm still mourning, but I'm well. Thank you so much. And I hope the same for you. Um, I would love to hear about your love story and how to recognize a good partner. Ooh. So listen, I would share my story. My, my love life story is riddled with mistakes. It's chaotic. It's painful. Um, and it's not perfect. It's not perfect by any means. And I will never pretend to be nobody. I am nobody's couple goals. I am nobody's relationship guru. None of that. Okay. I'm just trying. I'm just trying. We try every single day just to figure it out. But I wouldn't mind sharing the story um, or the stories if it's beneficial. But yes. But also, side note, I'm going to start a series um, talking about songs that I wrote and shared and created um, and the stories behind them. And a lot of my stories are inspired by heartbreak, by men, women, you know, friends who broke my heart. So uh, we'll definitely get into that. We will. Hi, gorgeous one. It's good to see you. Good morning, Alicia and chat. Yes, I love treating myself. Took myself out to dinner last night and I buy myself flowers weekly. I love that. Love that. Because you deserve. You deserve. Um, what if all of the failed relationships is God's way of molding us for the one he has for us? Hmm. Complicated question. Uh, layered and very nuanced. But I don't think that we have to endure heartbreak to be molded. I think that, I think that God, again, is the ultimate alchemist, the ultimate creator, the ultimate create creative, right? So God will take anything broken and make it beautiful. But the fact that the brokenness happened in the first place, that is not God's ideal. That's not, that's man. That's man's choice. That's man's uh, not being committed, whatever, whatever the reason is, right, for the breakup. That is man's choice to be harmful. But God will take that brokenness and make it into something good. But that harm shouldn't have happened in the first place. So can God use it? Sure, right? But that's not God's intention nor God's ideal. That's my own perspective. But people might disagree. People might disagree. But that's just how I feel. Yes. Um, everybody isn't you. Everybody isn't safe. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> what does that even mean? Tell me, what, what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> Listen, your testimony too big. Again, Christian men in the church, they be the worst I'm trying to tell you they are the they are the terrorists. <laughs> They're the emotional terrorists. That is my experience. They will they will gaslight the mess out of you and call it God. And and even in the, in those situations, I used to be so angry at God until like I realized, girl, that ain't God, that's them. <laughs> Cause I'm praying and that's not what God's telling me. Do I not hear God the same? Is God telling us two different messages? Girl, no. He's just awful. Lord, Christian men will also blame the devil when they cheat. Exactly. And you can't, this is the thing. This is just like an aside for Christian folk. You can't be tempted by anything that you want to do already. Like you are tempted by what you already want to do. You can't tempt me again. You can't tempt me in this moment, right? You can't tempt me to burn down somebody's house because I don't want to do that. That's not fun to me. That's not appealing to me, right? Like, but if you got me in the right place in time where I'm mad at somebody when right, I'm tempted to burn down somebody's house, but not, not saying that I would, by the way, but like maybe that would be tempting. That'd be a thought, a fleeting thought, a quick thought, right? But it's a thought. You can only be tempted by what you already want. Nobody can make you do anything. We got to stop. Cut it. It's not the devil. It's you. It's you. <laughs> yeah, it was bold. Your testimony is too big. And so then that, that, in hearing that, right? Your testimony is too big. Made me feel like I was damaged goods. It made me feel like 
it made me feel like men that came before and men as in like people, man, that people who came before this person, that they somehow damaged me for the rest of my life. Stuff that I couldn't help or change, the abuse that I went through, the cheating, the neglect, the poverty, like all that, like that all this stuff was somehow my fault and ruined me for the rest of my life. Like the power of our words, when he could have just said, I'm a cheater, I'm a liar, I'm a manipulator. Cause that's all that he was doing. He was saying that and cheating on me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Doing all this work telling people that I was stalking this person. Like it was just, it was crazy. I look back at that and I'm just like, yo, what the heck? (laughs) Bro, you are not that important to stalk, honey. You're not. Also, I was poor. I don't have gas money for that. Are you, (laughs) are you out of your mind? (laughs) And yes, but you're doing all this just to be an awful person. Just say that I'm an awful person, but because you don't want to be seen as an awful person, you will lie and manipulate someone's reality. And that held me back for so long. I was so depressed. Oh my gosh. I cried so many tears. I put myself in so many situations that were harmful because of this person and them saying that to me. I was so mad at God. Like, why would you let me go through all this stuff only for people to tell me that my testimony is too big? And I know now that that's not true, right? But back then I couldn't see it because I was in love. I was in love. And this person that said that they loved me, right? And they could see a future with me and all this other stuff is now telling me that I'm too much. I'm too much, but also not enough to stay around for that in between, you know? So yes, yes. Oh, oh no, I didn't mean to highlight this, but that's funny. I didn't catch the end until I read it. Kim S, that's funny. That's funny. Um, Nobody shame here. Nobody shame here, but that was funny. I didn't catch it till the end. Um, Let's see. I found out after 16 years, he never wanted to marry me. I am so sorry. Um, it was all for comfort and convenience. Yeah. I blame myself for staying that long and believing the lies. I take my accountability. Yeah, but no. I mean, accountability for what? For someone harming you? And pulling the wool over your eyes for 16 years? No. That's not yours to own. Sure, there might be lessons that we can learn, right? Things that we won't do in the future. But there's nothing for you to be account- accountable for unless there's other stuff that you don't want to share. That's different, right? That's different. But there's nothing for you to be accountable for, for someone hurting you. That's not yours to own. Your accountability is you healing and loving yourself. That's like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So yes, yes. Gorgeous one. Yes. I met a Christian guy saying he keeps the Bible on him in his backseat and asking me where my church home and telling me he had chicken legs for dinner and wish it was, see, you see what I'm saying? It's giving predator. (laughs) It's giving foe. (laughs) It is. It's giving predator, foe. It's giving all of that. Giving all of that. Giving all of that. JB says that last statement sounded like the intro to a book. (laughs) Yes, yes. Hi, Albert. Yes. Hi, Albert. Shadel says, good morning. Good morning. I'm happy that you're here. Hi, the dark Nate. Good morning. Good morning. You intended to harm me, but God intended for intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. Genesis 50 and 20. Exactly. Exactly. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I'm happy that you're here. Oh, the dark Nate. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's generous of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, Sumerian says they are. I'm not Christian and they and and the way they will try to use God to manipulate is so crazy to me. It is. It is. I'm just like, y'all not scared. This God that y'all say y'all serve, y'all not scared 
of using God to be awful? Because I'm scared. <laughs> I'd be scared. First, I'm not doing it. But I'd be scared. There's like no fear, no shame, no nothing, which means that you really don't honor God. That's a whole other conversation. You don't honor God because you don't even honor God's people. As a Christian, as a believer, if you're treating people horribly, you're not a Christian. You're not a believer. I don't believe you. I don't believe you love God because we are reflecting God and you're spitting in God's face every time you treat someone awful. That's not the conversation, but yes. Those Southern preachers are a trip. Listen, listen. Hey, baby. Um, hey, beautiful people, please show your support by hitting the like button if you're enjoying the stream. Yes, please. If you like it, please like it. I appreciate it. It really helps. Thank you so much. Thank you, baby. Yes, very much you. Leave the devil out of it. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Alicia is not a Christian man. You yeah, know, I'm not. Wait, who said that? I'm not Albert, but yes. Oh, yes, please clarify, please. Um... Let's see. Okay. Let me read the rest of my notes and we'll get back to the, to the, um, to the chat. Cause y'all saying good stuff. Okay. Number eight, when you're in a healthier place, the question to ask instead of why, or what could I have done differently is what can I learn from the situation? What can I learn from the situation? Excuse me. From a lot of the, the lesson that I learned is not to not give love is to not be a friend. Excuse me. Is to not, not be vulnerable. Right. The lesson that I learned was to have better boundaries to not allow people in sacred spaces. My time, my energy, my presence is sacred. You know what I mean? When we walk around with that belief, like I am sacred, what we entertain changes. What we think about ourselves and other people even changes. I am sacred. Even if I don't feel it all the time, even if sometimes I don't even believe it, the truth of the matter is I am sacred, right? And so because I am sacred and precious, because I'm sacred and precious and loved, right? I deserve protection, even me protecting myself. So if I'm around people who don't feel safe, I will not bear my soul to these people. Not in the way that they can use it to harm me, right? I'm sharing stuff that I'm not ashamed of. The stuff that I'm sharing here, I have worked through or I'm working through, right? And so I own it. And so nobody can really shame me for it because I'm owning it. But the stuff that like the deep, like the things deep in my heart, those are reserved for sacred people and sacred space. People that I know that are safe. And it's not necessarily about like closeness. It's really about like, are you trustworthy? And even if you violate that trust, it's still not on me, right? It's you. But I know now not to deal with you because I know what kind of time you want. You know what I mean? So that like, and that's why I said earlier about like the accountability. It's like, I'm not accountable for the harm that people did to me, but I will take the lessons that I learn from those situations and apply them in the future. You know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, but yes. So when you're in a healthy place, the question to ask is what can I learn from this? This is not victim blaming. There is something that we can learn from everything. Every heartbreak, I have learned something new. Even something new about myself. Every heartbreak. For example, I'm learning boundaries. What I like, what I don't like. It don't even have to be that serious. It can be like, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship with a person like that. I don't like that. Mm, no thanks, right? What I do like, ooh, I love getting these things. I love experiencing this. I love deep conversations, right? I love walking around the city and, you know, just talking about life under the stars. That's romantic to me, you know? So you also learn where your pain is coming from, right? So like I talked about earlier, the men who left me before, sometimes it wasn't even about them. It was like, dang, there goes another man that left me. Going all the way back to square one, right? My father. Oh, this is why I feel that way. I have abandonment issues. <laughs> I don't like to be abandoned. I have to work through that. 
right? So to ask yourself, what can I learn? And this is not an opportunity, like I said, to blame yourself for anything. It's to say, what have I learned from this? And how can I apply this in the future? All right, number nine, leave room for the good stuff and be careful. What do I mean by that? Even when relationships end, it's okay to celebrate the good because every relationship is not always bad, right? There are good times. And so when we're mourning, we're also mourning the good stuff that we're gonna miss out on, the good conversations, the laugh, right? But sometimes those good things don't outweigh the bad. Those good things are not a reason to stay. And that's why I, say, that's why I said to say, be careful. Because when we, when we look back on situations, nostalgic is something, right? Nostalgia will have us looking back on things that were awful, like they were amazing. Like I think sometimes back on my college years and I'm like, oh, it'd be cool like to go back to school and I had so much fun and all this stuff, right? And really, I was miserable in college. I was depressed. I was malnourished. <laughs> I was underappreciated. I was self-medicating. I was self-harming. You know, I was in relationships with people who were abusive. It was just not good. It's not a good look. And so sometimes when we miss someone, we can romanticize the past that we had with them and that will put on the, the, like those rose colored glasses and be like, oh, maybe I can go back. Maybe, no, 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 no. There's a reason why you left. And I'm not saying that reconciliation can't happen because it can, but reconciliation comes with acknowledging harm, right? Making, making, um, making moves to correct the harm. And then you sh showing and proving that you are changed, that you are different, you know, that can happen. But if there's no reconciliation happening, no acknowledgement of the harm, run run your nostalgia is lying to you but it's also okay to honor the good stuff to cherish the good memories it's okay we don't have to you know even though you did some ain't ish stuff i don't have to call you ain't ish does that make sense two things can be true at the same time you were a good friend but you were an awful lover you know what i'm saying like two things can be true at the same time okay number 10 it will get better this is not the end even if it feels like it, this is not the end. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow or months from now, it may take 10 years like it took me, right? Because healing takes time, but it will get better. You learn a new normal. I'm sorry to say it will never be what it was. Even with reconciliation, I think about some relationships that I went back to or gave people a second chance, even in friendships, um, and it was never the same. Because once you, once you break something, like my trust, once you, like we can, we can continue together, but unfortunately those cracks will still be there. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean that I don't trust you. It just means that that scar will be there in our, in our, uh, in our body of relationship. The scars will still be there. It might not hurt, but it will be there. And sometimes you have to learn a new normal, even through reconciliation. Things will never be what they were, but you can make them something different. That relationship, that place, that job, that family that passed away, right? That the thing that you're mourning, no, it will never be the same. And yes, you're allowed to miss them in that situation, right? But don't think that this is the end, that because that ended, your story is over. It is not. One day you will feel better. That pain might linger, right? You, you might touch on it sometimes and it still might sting a little bit, but it'll sting less and less, right? or it'll sting differently, or you find a new way to maneuver through that pain. I think about my friends who have lost parents and you can never just like get over losing a parent. 
Like, you know this person your whole life. You lived inside of this person, right? Growing and coming into this world through this person. That person is all you know. And so to say that, oh, one day you'll get over it would be cruel and that's a lie. I don't think they ever get over that. And even with myself, there, though my dad has not died, right? We don't have really, we don't communicate and I am mourning that relationship. And I don't think, and for a long time I was so mad at myself and people were mad at me because I'm like, why, they'd be like, why are you so upset about that? Get over that. How do you get over your parent not being there, one, but also your parent choosing not to be there? I think what I am learning now is that I am finding a new normal, a new way to be. I don't think it'll ever be the same, right? I'll never be that Alicia, but I will find a new way to get along. And though that pain will be there, it will linger. I will not allow the pain to stop me from being myself, from loving myself, and not, not even stop me from crying if I need to cry. I will cry, okay? I will cry about my dad not being there. And then once I gather my things, gather myself, I pour it out on my heart, I will get up and I will keep going. And if I need to sit down and cry again, I will. There is no timeline. There is no race. There is no end, right? We think that healing has an end. And I think that sometimes looking for that end can be frustrating because we're not able to be present with what is and see that you're actually healing all along. It just don't look like what you think it should look like. Healing takes time. You learn a new normal. It won't go back to what it was, but it will always go to something new. It will always be something new. This is not the end. This is not the end for you, even if it feels like it is. And I've been there where it feels like it's the end. You can't breathe, that weight on your chest. You wake up in pain. You wake up in tears, right? You go to sleep in tears. You're drowning in tears. And you feel like it's the end. You feel like you're dying. And you are mourning a death, a death of a relationship, a death of a person, a death of a place, a death of convenience, right? A death of that familiarity, loneliness. All of that is grieving. You know what I mean? But at some point you will get up and find something new something different. And I won't say better, something different. And sometimes those things are better. Those things are better. Okay. 11, get help and support. You don't have to go it alone. Like I said, keep talking, keep venting, stay connected, go to therapy and counseling. If you have access or resources to do so, right? Because everybody don't go to, go to group meetings, right? Support groups, trusted friends, loved ones, journaling, creating, making something, right? Breaking, throwing things, screaming, do whatever you have to do to get those feelings out and get the support that you need. Find a shoulder to cry on, right? Even if you are your own safe space, I'd be talking to myself. I'd be talking to God, walking, walking in um, nature in the morning. I'd be walking in nature, praying, sometimes crying, just talking, talking. Cause I, I know that my, like again, Audrey Lord, Audrey Lord, your silence will not save you. Your silence will make you sick, right? She said, your silence will not save you, but I believe your silence will make you sick. And even if my ears are the only ones that hear my voice talking about my pain, I will hear my pain as many times as I need to. I will, I will fill up a notebook with my pain because I'm not going to sit on this pain. And creating for me also has been very healing and help, helpful with, with healing from grief. Um, it's amazing. Again, like I talk about God, how God can take broken and, and painful and harmful things and make them beautiful. Um, and so I have created music for my heartbreak. Again, I'm going to talk about that, like a series on the songs that I wrote about friends I've broken up with, about lovers that broke my heart, about family members that I miss. Creating has been helpful in healing. And again, even creating things can look destructive, right? So when I talk about going to the rage room, I talk about like when I was angry and my husband took me there and I was breaking stuff and 
it felt amazing. Sometimes you have to demolish stuff to begin creating in the first place. Does that make sense? Like we talked about before, if the, if the foundation is not sturdy, if it's faulty, we think that demolishing it is not progress. When demolishing it is progress because now you can build something better on that foundation. It's not destruction, it is creation. Okay. And people took glass and mirrors and TVs and all these different stuff that people see as trash and made it into something creative to help people actually create a space for them to vent their anger and frustration or rage or anxiety or whatever it is that they're experiencing. Sorrow. Do whatever you need to do. I don't care if your friends get tired of hearing it. Find somebody else to talk to. <laughs> like, and I'm saying this because I was in relationships with people who did not care about my pain. They only wanted me happy. They only wanted me like to benefit them. They wanted me creative and they wanted, you know, me to support them and support them and all their trauma and drama. But then like when I, when it came to me, nobody wanted to hear anything. And so I felt like, oh, I need to sit on it. I need to be quiet. No, I need it safe for people. And I needed a better way to process my pain, not to keep going to people who traumatize me to help me. Number 12, take care of yourself. Heartbreak is stressful to the body, mind, and spirit. We talked about that. Heartbreak is not just something in our minds and our hearts. It affects our bodies. People die of heartbreak. Somebody said that earlier. People die of heartbreak. That happens, right? Rest well, eat well, cry well, nourish yourself, comfort yourself. You're in a very vulnerable place. So be gentle with yourself and stay away from people and things who are not gentle with you. The things that aren't gentle, put them down. So I know that some people use alcohol, for example, to cope or, you know, other substances or harmful people. Um, and I understand it because you want to lessen the pain. But is that really helping you? For the moment, at, at the time, at, for the moment, in this moment, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting sometimes to take a breath. And so some people might have a drink to like, okay, let me breathe real quick, right? But what is a long-term solution? Right? We don't want to keep going to something that is destroying us when we want to be healed. So don't go to things or people that aren't gentle with you because alcohol is not gentle. Right, Harmful people is not gentle. Self-harm is not gentle. And these are things that I used to cope with. Just as you nurture yourself when you're sick, you need that same care. When you have the flu, you are not telling yourself, well, I don't know if you can, because when I have the flu, I feel like I'm dying. But when you get the flu or whenever you get sick, you're gentle with yourself. You don't have the energy. You don't have the capacity. You call out if you can, right? You call out if you can afford it. You lay in bed all day. You give yourself permission to be sick. When you're heartbroken, you are heart sick. You need time. You need time to heal. You need gentleness, softness. You need a, you need a nice cozy pillow, right? You need to cry. You need to do whatever you need to do to get healed. But you don't get healed by suppressing and pretending. You get healed by feeling and going through. So the question is, what is healing to you? Is it music, good food, a good cry, a deep hug, good friends, nature, creativity, sleep, time alone, forgiving yourself? Is it journaling? Is it prayer? Is it breaking something in a rage room? Whatever works for you and doesn't further harm yourself or other people, do that, do that. And the one thing I wrote down is that I love you and you need to love you because you're worthy of your own love. So those are my notes on heartbreak, my little cards. Um, but I do want to read to you some affirmations that I wrote down for those of you struggling with heartbreak. Um, and maybe you can use them when you meditate or when you just need a moment to yourself of kindness uh, to reflect on when you feel like you can't grasp anything, you can't breathe. 
I'm hoping this this will be helpful. So, but let's see what y'all talking about. <laughs> talking about in the chat. Let's see. <laughs> Alcohol, the truth serum. Serum. It doesn't change you. It reveals you. That part. Yes. And it's interesting. Some people, when they drink, they get angry. Some people get like sad. I know a few like angry drinkers, and I'm like, mm, what's going on there? What's going on? Hi, Rachel. Rachel B. or Rachel Bay. Thank you for being being light on the path for women of color. Be your first love. Yes, it's never too late. It's most high. The gift, the gift of God in you, then the world. Stir it up. Shine more. Peace to you all. Thank you, Rachel Bay or B. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tell me more. Takes two to what? Um, hello, Lady T. Hello. Hello. Um, April says sometimes the answer is to show is to show you that you deserve better. Yes, there's your why. Exactly. Exactly. Um, just passing through says told, told I would be pretty if fill in the blank. Yeah. Been, been hearing that my whole life. The last time it happened two weeks ago. I'm sorry about that. I marked the occasion with new PJs to further reinforce my sloppy look. I love that. I love a good PJ. Cozy. Yes. I invested in new sleepwear, Walmart, Target. I pretended I didn't know what was in the box and squealed with joy when they got here. Just being silly. I love that. I love that. I love that. The dark Nate. Okay, listen, this new job is paying me. I can finally start blessing people on top of crushing it in school. I'm in a new era now. I got to thank you, Alicia, because you helped me get to this point. Thank you, the dark Nate. Seriously. Like you have been a wonderful, a wonderful uh, community member here. So I really appreciate you. I honor you. And I appreciate the generosity. I really do. And I'm so happy that you got this job. I'm so happy you got this job. You don't even know. <laughs> Congratulations again. Congrats again. Yay. Hi, Miss S. Love these laughs. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Albert says, I was trying to tell Alicia, it's not all Christian men. It's the church that is not. Oh, yeah, no. It's not all Christian men. Excuse me if that's what I said. It's not all Christian men. But the ones that have been in my life that have caused harm are emotional terrorists. That's what I was saying. It's not all Christian men. But yes, thank you, Albert. Thank you for that. Yay, kid death. Hello. I'm happy that you're here. Hope that you're not working too hard. Hello, hello. Yes, big ups to Nate. Yes, yes. Hi, the Storytellers Book Club. I love that name. Good morning. I'm glad to have. I'm glad that you're here. Glad that you're here. Yay! Congrats, Nate. That's awesome. I'm the joyful state of mind. So glad to be here. Your podcast. You just need a break. Has impacted me. Oh, I'm glad. That makes me happy. Yes, yes. Congrats, congrats. Y'all are so kind to each other, and I love that. I love that. Yeah, look for the purpose in the pain. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard. That takes time because <laughs> sometimes you're like, I'm just in pain. Ain't no purpose. Ain't no point. And again, for me, 10 years later from all of this stuff happening, I'm just now seeing the benefit of all that because I'm able to share this. You know what I'm saying? But it shouldn't have happened in the first place. But yes, yes. Hi, Invincible Summer. Hello. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yes. Marissa says, so true. When you view yourself as sacred, there's no space to entertain BS, period. I am sacred. My words are sacred. My breath is sacred. My presence is sacred, right? If I choose to show up someplace, if I'm not being honored or respected, I got to go. Just like you said, go <laughs> in caps. <laughs> so yes, that makes me happy. I'm glad it's helpful. Um, I'm in therapy healing my abandonment issues. Yes, yes. It takes time. It does. It does. Um, Albert said it is the church, the church made to believe that it is the only church where you can find love. Yes. Which is a big lie. Programmed to propagate the interests of the interests of the church. Precisely, Albert. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> not, I don't want to give faux. <laughs> That's funny. 
Tips on navigating a Christ-driven life and passion and romance. Ooh, I would have to think about that. Because, girl, I ain't get here. I did not get here no tips. I got here stumbling and falling on my face. But, um, yeah, I have to think about that. But thank you for asking that, Kelsey. I'll think about it. Because, I, again, I am, not, I am not a relationship expert or a guru. I just know me and the person I'm dating. Okay? But I do think, again, that it's important, one, to be yourself. God made you who you are, right? And so that's literally half the battle. Like we're, we're, we're born here, we're taught to be somebody else. And especially in the church, like you can't do this, you can't wear this, you can't like this, you can't meet, they're stripping you of your whole entire like existence and being. And, and it's also some churches because some churches aren't like that, but a lot of them are. Traditional churches, are, a lot of them are. It's like uniformity. It's like, you know, conformity, conform to this vision and this idea of what it looks like. And that's not the case. We're all individuals. We all need different things. We all have different personalities, different requirements, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Um, but I would say the one thing that I would offer is to be yourself. To be yourself. You like what you like. You don't, you don't like what you don't. Don't stay too long because they tell you it's honorable to suffer. Don't stay too long. You leave if it's awful. And I say that because, sadly, in a lot of Christian spaces, a lot of people are like, you know, it's honorable. God is honoring you for suffering and for staying and for being. No, no. God doesn't want you to suffer. God does not want you to suffer. It's not holy. It's not holy. So yes, I mean, but I have to, I have to think more about this question. But yes, thank you for asking, Kelsey. <laughs> You're not giving foe. It's funny. It's funny. Yes, college was so traumatic. It was so traumatic. And they say, this, these are the best years of your life. I surely hope not because it was awful. College was awful for me. Yes, acknowledge the harm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I literally fell in love with a particular lady in church. The pastor told me I have to believe just like the church. I left the church because of wired beliefs. Yeah, no. It's giving cult. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it is. It's giving cult. I don't like that. Aw. Thank you, Diamond. Thank you so much. I appreciate that too. Thank you. Um, I'm learning that it's okay to want something different. So many people who've, who go through childhood trauma, yeah, give up hope regarding love because they don't think they deserve healthy relationships. A lot of people don't. And that makes me so sad because you do deserve. You do. You do. Hi, Didi LaShawn. Hello. Hello. Or Dede LaShawn Didi. I hope it's Didi. If not, correct me because I could be wrong. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was adopted and I'm starting to realize that I'm deeply affected by the separation from my birth mom. My abandonment wounds run deep. It's hard for me to attach. Yes. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Hi, Hi, Shaquille. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Your uh, profile picture is cute. Oh, it's a cat listening to music. That's cute. That's cute. Mm. It's hard because I feel like it won't go away be being scared of abandonment. You know, I don't know that my fear of abandonment has gone away. I think I still do fear abandonment. I don't want to be abandoned, right? Um, but I try my best because, again, people talk about vetting. You can't vet. Like, people are liars and actors, right? You just try your best to discern what to do, how to go about it, who to hang out with, who not to hang out with, right? But we're all just doing our best. Um, and I, I think it's okay to be afraid of it, but I don't want you to be uh, run by that fear, right? Because it is, it is risky. People can abandon you, you know, and that sucks. Um, but you also deserve love, you know, and first loving yourself. Like not abandoning yourself, chasing after the feeling of not being abandoned by other people. Don't abandon yourself. Try not to be abandoned by other people. I hope that makes sense, but yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Aw, y'all are kind. Thank you. 
Yes, you can make your broken pieces into a new mosaic. Exactly. Period. Excuse me. Period. Just passing through says your silence will make you sick. It will. It will. It will. I'm going to come down, y'all, because y'all saying a lot of beautiful things. Yay. Uh, let's see. Um, I used to get angry drunk, but I was suppressing a lot of myself because I was told as a kid I was too sensitive. Yep. So I keep so much in, in an unhealthy way. Now I'm unlearning that. Yes. Yes. I, I get that. I get that. I, I, again, like I said, I'm in my angry stage, I guess. I don't know. Ang I, I am. I am angry about a lot of stuff, but I'm angry because I suppressed those feelings of hurt and pain before because there was no safe place to share that, you know? And so when you push those feelings down, it turns into anger, right? And the anger can consume us. And so like when we're drinking, right? When you're drinking, you're like, the, what is the word? The um, inhibitions are removed. That mask you can put down, you know what I'm saying? For a second. And you're able to be yourself and your true feelings sometimes do come out. You know? So yes. Yes. Yay. Hi, MZ. Hello. Hello. Just got here. I'm happy that you're here. Um, This message is so timely for me. That makes me happy. I'm happy that it's on time. Yay. Let's see. Mm -mm. Y'all are so kind to each other. Yeah. Shout out to the dark Nate. Y'all are so supportive. Okay. So I'm going to... Thank you, Tea Time Beauty. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. That's so sweet of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. And you, listen, I really appreciate you. I think you're amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna read to you some affirmations that I wrote down for dealing with heartbreak. Um, and so shout out to, I also wanna say shout out to the men who be here, who don't have a problem with, me centering women who are also kind and supportive. You know what I mean? It's rare. Um, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you for being kind. Okay. So here are some affirmations that I wrote down and some meditations, you know, just things to think about, but here we go. Number one, or this is the first one. I acknowledge the pain I feel and give myself the space and time I need to feel, mourn, fall apart, because I know this is how I heal. Yes. Thank you, Tea Time Beauty. Thank you. Yes, yes. So again, I acknowledge the pain I feel and give myself the space and time I need to feel, mourn, fall apart because I know this is how I heal. The next one I wrote down is, I am healing even as I am mourning. I am healing now. I am healing even as I am mourning, I am healing now. Let's actually take a, take a breath. Let's let's breathe, because I need to breathe. So I'm gonna take a deep breath through the nose and breathe out through the mouth. So in through the nose. Breathe again, in through the nose and out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. And so you can sit here. You can open your eyes if you want to. Or you can just sit and just let me read this over you. And I hope this is helpful. So I'm going to start over. So here we go. I acknowledge the pain I feel and give myself the space and time I need to feel, mourn, fall apart 
because I know this is how I heal. I am healing, even as I am mourning. I am healing now. I will be kind to myself as I navigate anger, rage, sorrow, grief, confusion, and every emotion in between. I will be kind to myself as I navigate anger, rage, sorrow, grief, confusion, and every emotion in between. My pain and sorrow are valid. There is nothing wrong with me. My pain and sorrow are valid. There is nothing wrong with me. I give myself grace to feel what emotions I do not yet recognize or understand. Even they are valid. Even they deserve to be seen, felt, and honored. I give myself grace to feel what emotions I don't I do not yet recognize or understand. Even they are valid. Even they deserve to be seen, felt, and honored. This pain won't last always, but I honor it while it is here. This pain won't last always, but I honor it while it is here. I am deserving of love, kindness, and softness, even as I heal. I am deserving of love, kindness, and softness, even as I heal. Yes, and the first one is, I acknowledge the pain I feel and give myself the space and time I need to feel, mourn, and fall apart because I know this is how I heal. But yes. I am deserving of love, kindness, and softness, even as I heal. I understand that healing is not linear. Progress is not measured in happy days or happy feelings. I understand that healing is not linear. Progress is not measured in happy days or happy feelings. I am here today, and today is enough. I am here today, and today is enough. I am already enough, even as I heal. I am already enough, even as I heal. I am deserving of being seen, heard, and held, especially by myself. I am deserving of being seen, heard, and held, especially by myself. Meaning I am, deserve, I am deserving of being seen, heard, and held by myself, by my eyes, by my mind, my heart. There is no rush. Healing is not a race or competition. I see myself and I rest here. There is no rush. Healing is not a race or competition. I see myself and I rest here. I am a safe space for my soul to rest and heal completely. I am a safe place in space for my soul to rest and heal completely. And this is what, this is the last one that I want to share with you all. 
that I really want you to walk away with. Though I am brokenhearted, I am not broken. I am whole even as I heal. Again, though I am brokenhearted, I am not broken. I am whole even as I heal. And the reason why I want to end on this one is because a lot of us think that because we are brokenhearted, that we are broken. When you're having a whole experience, brokenheartedness is a part of your whole experience. You are whole even as you heal. You're not broken. You're not damaged goods. You're enough. You're whole now. You're just healing and we will always be healing. So that's my talk today on brokenheartedness. I hope this was helpful. I hope you leave feeling a little bit encouraged, a little bit seen. Maybe you don't feel better and that's also okay. However you feel is valid. There's no pressure to be anywhere but where you are right now. So I'm going to say, see what you all are saying in the chat and then we can call call it a day and I hope that you have a wonderful day. So let's see. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank y'all. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate the men too. Yes. Yes. Um, who can hear and see a black woman and see black women platformed and centered and still support and still show up and still be kind and still offer and still engage. That's rare on these internet streets. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Oh yes. The first one is I acknowledge the pain I feel and give myself the space and time I need to feel, mourn, and fall apart because I know this is how I heal. And the thing is, I'm hoping these are inspirational affirmations, but you can tailor them however you need to tailor them, right? Say what you need to say to yourself. This is just what I needed to say to myself. I needed to remind myself that even though I am brokenhearted, I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. My emotions, even my brokenheartedness, my sorrow, my anger, it's all acting and and operating how it should. That's the whole point. It's operating how it should. I'm just experiencing a human emotion and a human condition. But I am whole. There's nothing broken or wrong about me. You know? Yes, exactly. There's nothing wrong with me, Mara. Or Mara, excuse me. There's nothing wrong with you at all. At all. Latoya F says, thank you so much for this. I was considering closing myself off from love, but instead this discussion has opened to it instead. That's awesome. That's often. And I hope that you start. I'm getting all tongue-tied. But I hope that you start with opening yourself up to love for yourself. Start here. You know what I mean? Start here. Give all that love to yourself. And then from what you pour out, right, then share that love with everyone else. But if you need to take time for yourself to close off, that, that's okay to close off for a season or for a time to heal yourself like a band-aid, right? But just don't put on armor. Don't become callous or hard. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do to protect yourself and heal yourself. Just like when you break, in, break a leg, you put on a cast, right? And it's hard to the touch, right? But eventually that cast comes off when it's stable enough, when it's healed enough. So just don't, don't, don't be so, I guess, such a recluse that you start to harden. That's all. But yeah, take time for yourself. You need that time to yourself. You need that time to pull away and tuck away. So yes. Oh, that makes me happy. I love that y'all love each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Diamond Frost says, wisdom is needed in, in distributing your love. Absolutely. 1,000%. 1,000%. Oh, thank you, baby. Thank you. Hi, Sparkle. Yes, love yourselves. Yes. Gorgeous One says, these affirmations are soul nourishing and beautiful. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. And Tea Time Beauty, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you again. Thank you so much for your support and your kindness. You're always so beautiful and kind. Thank you. Thank you. Aw, God bless you as well. As well. Shadell says, as someone who's been told by a man that I have a broken spirit 
and I'm not a person that, and I'm not a person, that last affirmation was a word. Greatly appreciate you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hi, KMC. Black men gave, have hurt me so much. I have to take accountability for giving them so many chances. I hear you. I do hear you. But again, them hurting you had nothing to do with you. That's not your, that's not your thing to be accountable for. You know what I mean? But I, but I do hear you. I understand. But we can take something that we learn and apply it differently in the future. So yes, yes, I agree with that. I'm such lovely energy and company as I clean. Oh, yay. Happy cleaning. Happy cleaning. Yay. Oh, you're welcome. Tales Woman Artist. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Kay, hi, Kian, Kianog. I hope I'm saying that right. Please forgive me if I'm not and correct me. But thank you. I appreciate that. Sparkle says, yes, learn boundaries. People treat you how you allow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Invincible Summer, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank y'all so much. Oh, uh, I will, what I will do is I will write more affirmations when I have more time just to sit and think and spit in silence uh, for a while. Cause I do have more ideas for more affirmations and I'll probably do a separate like video or session or meditation session. Even if we do it in Patreon or whatever, I'll probably bring it here too, um, just to help you all along. Because again, even though these are my words, I want you to use your own words too. What do you need to hear, right? What do you need to hear uh, from yourself? You know, so yes, yes. And I think that it would be beautiful if we all shared our own affirmations with each other because that might be healing for all of us. So yes, yay. Oh, you're welcome, you're welcome. Um, I have come to feel unsafe on the internet from gaslighting and toxic comments from men. Thank you for this healing. Thank you for this healing sharing. This has helped me keep my heart open. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. And I love you. Yay, thank you for loving us. Appreciate that. Marissa says, I feel that taking accountability is the responsibility of the perpetrator, not the survivor. And that's how I feel. I agree. That's not, that's not for you to take accountability for. You can't make someone harm you. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, like, that's not your responsibility. That's them. And like, we, in this age of everybody talking about accountability, don't really know what it means. Like, it's not, and I'm not talking about you, obviously. I'm talking about people online. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The people who shall not be named. Women need to take accountability. We have by leaving, by choosing ourselves, loving ourselves, loving each other, right? But also that harm was not yours to take accountability for, you know? So yes. Hi, Mr. Mr. Axion. I feel like I'm saying this wrong. Thanks so much for this whole entire talk. Honestly, I went through a breakup two years ago and still go through the effects every day, but thank you. You're welcome. And that's okay. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. <laughs> um, I know it's probably none of my business, but sometimes I feel like I want to, I want reconciliation from them. Yeah, same. But I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get that closure, get the closure I want. And I have to accept that. Yeah. And nothing's wrong with wanting reconciliation because honestly, that's how it's supposed to be. But sometimes it's not healthy for us to reconcile with everybody. And sometimes reconciliation is can just be found here. Acknowledgement here first. You know what? I do miss this person. I do love them, but I wish them the best and I have to keep going because you're not because they're not safe, you know? So yes, yes. And it's hard to accept. I'm with you a thousand percent. It's hard. Um, I feel I feel like I have had a broken heart since childhood. Same. And I see you. That was the shift I needed. You are you are a true example of, of what you share. I appreciate that. Love always. Much love to you. And thank you for the flowers. That's very sweet. I love flowers. Hi, Curious One. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like Voldemort. Yes. Yes. Hi, True Mystique. Oh, I'm sorry. You just got here, but we're wrapping up. But I'm happy that you came. But for those of you who are maybe watching the replay or just, just joining us, know that you are loved, know that you are enough, know that 
that pain does not belong to you and know that you're healing even though you feel like you're not even if it feels like things are falling apart and it's not you know pretty or you know you're sad about something that happened two years ago or 10 years ago like myself right understand that you're still healing and you will be healing healing is not a destination it is a process it is a process oh no rice and butter it's okay i'll leave it up i'm gonna leave the video up so but I hope that you all got something from this. You all gave me something also. Thank you so much for participating, for sharing, for being a beautiful community of beautiful people who are lovely to each other and kind and thoughtful and generous. I really appreciate that. And I do again want to shout out The Dark Nate. Thank you so much for your for your generosity. And Tea Time Beautif Beauty, thank you so much for your generosity. I was going to say beautiful. <laughs> but thank you so much. And I hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. But I hope that you have a wonderful day. And I love you all. Love you, Love each other. Love yourselves. And yeah, have a wonderful day. <laughs> have a wonderful day. Okay. Bye, everybody. Yay.